the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. All right, a pleasant good evening to you. Welcome. 5.05 here on this Thursday edition of Lifeline for the 30th day of November. We're going to launch into tonight's program, but first uh, I'll just announce the news here, and then we'll talk about this in depth tomorrow. I think we need some time to sort of... uh, let it uh, filter through for at least 24 hours before we launch into uh, a breaking down of the decision and whether or not it was the right decision. But news out of San Francisco just moments ago, a verdict has been reached in the murder trial of Kate Steinle. Now, as you recall, an illegal immigrant had been accused of shooting and killing Steinle back in 2015 as she and her father walked along Pier 14 in San Francisco. Jose Garcia Zarate says a gun that he found on the pier accidentally fired when he picked it up. The jury agreed with him, and he's been found not guilty. Now, he has been found guilty in illegal possession of a firearm, but on the murder charge, the jury of 12, all 12 agreed that tonight, Jose Garcia Zarate has been found not guilty in the case of the murder trial of Kate Steinle. We'll have more on the story for you tomorrow night right here on Lifeline. So this time of year, we're all inundated with Christmas carols, and I'm sure you have your favorite. I have my favorite, too, and it's Oh Holy Night. When I was in high school, I sang in a choir, and we had this awesome arrangement of Oh Holy Night. And it started with a couple soloists, and then the whole choir came in, Uh, at a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And that line always stuck with me, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Because it really describes what goes on in this relationship with Jesus, that we are weary in this world. I'm sure you've experienced it. I know I have in my life. Moments where we're exhausted or things are difficult or when it seems like the whole world is falling apart. But there's a thrill of hope that Jesus Christ brings, and that's what we celebrate this Christmas, that God became man to save us from our sins. And so we can find this Christmas the true meaning of the season. We get to experience this new thrill of hope that we aren't just made for this world, we're made for something more. If you want to find this incredible thrill of hope, if you want to find the perfect gift this Christmas, come join us. Find a Catholic Mass near you at findtheperfectgift.org. Now that video, the audio track of which I just played for you, done by Father Conrad Murphy, Director of Worship at the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., appears on a website called findtheperfectgift.org, a website that, as far as I can tell, is very positive, very hopeful. It focuses on Jesus as being the reason for the season. Names that you and I will recognize, like, for example, Dr. John MacArthur appears on the website. It is a website intended to be an outreach to people in the greater Metro Washington, D.C. area 
by the Roman Catholic Archdiocese there. And as innocuous, perhaps, as you might find the video, the website, and even the print ads for same, apparently the authorities with the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority didn't agree as to this being a hope-filled, positive website. Rather, they took offense to it, so much so that a basic ad that is not, what should we say, proselytizing in any form or fashion of the word. It's just a straightforward, hey, you can find the perfect gift. Go to findtheperfectgift.org and a a shadow drawing depiction of the three wise men and a couple of sheep. That's it. There's no mention of God, no mention of Jesus, Nothing overtly religious about this ad whatsoever. And yet, the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority has said, thumbs down, we're not going to accept it. Joining us now to comment is Father Dwayne Longenecker. He is a Catholic priest, award-winning blogger, freelance writer. He currently serves as pastor of Our Lady of the Rosary Church in Greenville, South Carolina. He is a graduate of Oxford and Bob Jones University and has written more than 16 best-selling books. And Father Longenegger, thank you so much for taking time to be with us tonight. Thanks. It's Dwight, not Dwayne, but anybody can oh, make that mistake. sorry about that. There's a little bit of a typo there. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's okay. Duly that's noted. Thanks for the invitation. You bet. Uh, let, let's talk about this. I, I, when I first saw this story, I thought, well, you know, there's somebody that's trying to be politically correct, and they're trying to, uh, in, in a sense, demonstrate that they don't have much of a thick skin when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And there are some people that sort of take offense to the notion of even things like wishing people Merry Christmas, even though that's kind of the idea for the season. And then when I saw the ad, I thought, really? Are you kidding me? What am I missing here? What is it, in your opinion, Father, that the Washington Metropolitan Transit Authority finds so offensive about such a seemingly innocuous ad? <laughs> I know. If anybody does, does look at the ad, you'll think, is this even a Christian uh, ad at all? I mean, it's so understated, and it's so harmless. And, I mean, it is attractive, and it's, uh, I think it's well done uh, for trying to reach out um, beyond the sort of religious language. But it really is very bland and totally harmless. So, uh, But, you know, I have a theory. I, I don't think anybody was really offended by it. Uh, I, I think that instead uh, there were probably some lawyers uh, who were behind the scenes or some kind of insurance uh, eagle-eyed people who were saying, oh, you know, you have to watch out for this. Oh, be careful. Oh, you know, you're going to get a lawsuit about this because you're promoting religion. So I, I think probably there were some of these sort of uh, eagle-eyed, sort of cautious, super cautious people who were advising somebody. Um, I doubt very much whether anybody was offended by it at all, uh, because it was totally inoffensive. Well, moreover, when you follow the ad, which of course leads you to the website, as I went to today, and we just heard that audio clip a moment ago yeah. from Father Conrad Murphy, even the website itself, it almost seems as if that the archdiocese went out of its way to be tender, 
to be sensitive, to focus singularly on Christ as the reason for the season, to be, as I suggested a moment ago, hopeful and hope-filled in the message that it presents, and even cross-denominationally. I mean, my listeners will know people like Dr. R.C. Sproul, Dr. John MacArthur, T.D. Jakes, and others who have a presence on this website that has been put together by the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., to simply offer people during this time of the year a sense of hope and, I think, a healthy reminder of the true reason for the season. So it it seems as if the Washington, D.C. Transit Authority not only took offense to the ad for some unknown reason, perhaps more than just their over-politically sensitive sensitivities, but never bothered, I would imagine, even bothered to visit the website. I, I think you're right, and I, I think, like I say, that there are probably um, others behind the scenes who are not so much worried about the politically correct thing as worried about some sort of lawsuit of someone who might possibly be offended um, and and might possibly bring a lawsuit against um, Washington Metro. And now, of course, the ironic thing is they're being sued from the other <laughs> they, side. They got what they, what they wanted or didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> because now they're being sued because the diocese, Archdiocese of Washington, quite rightly, in my opinion, is saying, hey, hang on, uh, we're in the United States. We, <laughs> we've got something here which is called uh, freedom of religion, uh, freedom of speech, and you're censoring us like this, uh, censoring a totally harmless ad is infringing on our rights. And so I think it could be a very interesting case as it develops. Absolutely so. And I would encourage listeners, you know, take a moment when you get home tonight and and just Google, I don't know, probably if you find, uh, go to Google and and go to find the perfect gift, you'll find an actual copy of the ad. And as I say, ironically enough, in the ad itself, there's no presence of a cross. You don't see the manger scene. You simply see the three wise men and a couple of sheep. Most people, I would imagine, that had no previous uh, touch with Christianity whatsoever would probably not even really understand the point of the ad, except maybe to tie it in and think, oh, this has got to be an ad for Macy's <laughs> or, or, or maybe for Amazon, because it's talking about finding the perfect gift. It's a very creative, and I think intentionally so, very sensitive ad. It is, but I think it's also indicating another problem in our society, and that is that there are an awful lot of what we might call the silent majority um, who are actually really fed up with this kind of bullying. And it is a kind of bullying in which uh, people who are hypersensitive about lawsuits or hypersensitive about racial issues or hypersensitive about sexual issues um, are, are putting on their, 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 their it's, it's a kind of, um, I call it um, sugar bowl bullying. They bully you by their sweetness and light, but they bully you nonetheless. And there's an awful lot of ordinary people, ordinary Christian folks as well, who are just saying, you know, we've had enough of this. We've got free speech. Um, we have freedom of religion. We, we can express ourselves. Um, and you know, let, let's let's punch back a little bit if we need to. My first holiday exchange with somebody in a store took place, I'm pleased to admit, uh, on Saturday. I, I stayed away from the fray on Friday. And as I was being checked out, the cashier finished the transaction and said, Happy Holidays. And I turned right back and said, And Merry Christmas to you, too. And she paused for a moment and looked at me and she said, oh, 
God bless you. Thank you. I said, you're quite welcome. (laughs) And then she elaborated a bit. She says, you know, the store policy is that we're not allowed to wish people Merry Christmas. We can only say Happy Holidays. And it does my heart so good to hear somebody respond back with Merry Christmas. And then she kind of almost whispered as if she didn't want her supervisor to hear or see. You know, maybe maybe ordinary Christians like her, uh, and I'm reminded of the woman who wouldn't wouldn't sign the the um, certificates for the same sex marriage, um, some some a few years ago. Maybe ordinary people like that need to just begin saying, you know what, I'm going to wish people Merry Christmas, you know, and <laughs> you know, I'm just going to do that, okay? And and in other words, a little bit of just very gentle civil disobedience, if you know what I mean. And, and sometimes that bit of a pushback can also be a wonderful opportunity to be able to open up to people and share our faith and put the focus on the true reason for the season. If you've just joined us, Father Dwight Longenecker is with us. He, as we mentioned, is pastor of Our Lady of the Rosary Church in Greenville, South Carolina, a graduate of both Oxford and Bob Jones University. He's the author of 16 best-selling books. We're talking about a lost Suit. A lawsuit that, quite frankly, as Father Longenecker pointed out, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority in Washington, D.C. had hoped to avoid, or at least they thought if one came along it would be of a different nature. Well, they got the lawsuit that they hoped wouldn't happen, but for an entirely different set of reasons. Let's take a time out. When we come back, what of this notion that we need to do a better effort at sharing our faith and reminding people of the true reason for the season. We'll come to that aspect of the conversation with Father Dwight Long Nonker as our English Craig, my goodness, as this Thursday edition of Lifeline continues here on KFAX. They let me back. All right, let's get a look at traffic. Michael Bennett, bail me out here. I'm tongue-tied. Michael, what's going on out there on this Thursday ride home? And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to the conversation. We have been discussing the refusal of the Metropolitan Transportation Authority in Washington, D.C. to accept a ad placed by the Greater Washington, D.C. Archdiocese that's entitled simply Find the Perfect Gift with a website, findtheperfectgift.org. And, of course, this was all done out of a no doubt, abundant sense that they didn't want to get sued on a religious basis for some reason. And in the end, that's um, a God's sense of humor. That's exactly what they've been sued for by the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C. Uh, interesting uh, dovetail sidebar. Um, Father Dwight Longenecker is with us today. We mentioned that he is an award-winning blogger, freelance writer, and serves as pastor at Our Lady of the Rosary Church in Greenville, South Carolina. Interesting to note, the depiction on this ad, Father, is the three wise men, the Magi. And you've got a new book coming out dealing with that very topic and the tie-in of further, shall we say, evidence to demonstrate the historicity and validity of the Gospels. Just speak to that for a moment, if you would. Oh, yeah, well, really quickly, um, I went through and uh, tried to peel back all of the centuries' worth of um, accretions and legends and myths, which have developed all around this story of the three wise men, many of which uh, all of us take for granted, like that there were three, there were kings, and so forth, uh, and go right back to Matthew's Gospel, uh, and uh, tie in Matthew's Gospel with uh, an awful lot of research I did on the, ge- on the geography, the politics, the economics of the time, and what I found was astonishing. It was just fantastic to see the way that Matthew's Gospel, as we have it, uh, without all the extras, um, really is historical uh, and accurate to the times. And um, 
especially in a time when so many people think that the Christmas stories are just a, uh, you know, a mishmash of fairy tales and fables. Uh, it was wonderful to see how um, God's Word and, and Matthew's Gospel was was actually historically accurate. And, and you know, th- that, that I think is so encouraging because for seekers who are wrestling through the claims of Christ and who sometimes get confused by the din and the noise and, and, and sometimes, yeah, quite frankly, I, everything from Madison Avenue to Hollywood has tended to kind of elaborate in certain areas that might add confusion to the core gospel message. But at the end of the day, as you say, when you peel back this onion and you look at the archaeological evidence, you look at the eyewitness testimony, you look at historical evidence, all of a sudden you begin to see this picture emerge that does not, contrary to some, suggest that this is just an elaborate fable that's been made up and sort of concocted and and piled together from all of these different stories, but in reality is absolutely verifiable historical truth. Well, also, the exciting thing is that because of science and forensics, uh, advanced techniques in archaeology and new um, understandings of science that are developing, we, we know more about the um, life and the times of first century uh, Roman Empire, the time of Jesus' life, than we ever knew before. And so um, as, these, as we have new, new um, types of knowledge come forward and new types of forensic and scientific knowledge come forward, we're actually discovering more and more that the, the Gospels are essentially historical. They match up with what we know of the time, uh, and it's, uh, there's some new books out there also, along with mine, which help to, to uh, elucidate these uh, the, these truths, and it really is uh, an exciting time. This is not only, of course, help to an encouragement to a believer, but can this also not be used as a great tool from a, a, a position of sharing one's faith so that when these questions come up, we've done a little bit of reading, we understand a little bit more, so it's not just, well, I read it in the Bible, therefore it must be true, but rather that we have the additional support evidence that proves, again, the veracity of the historical biblical account? Yeah, because although I'm a Christian writer, um, I'm really pleased this book is published by uh, a mainstream uh, secular publishing house by their history imprint. Uh, it's not a religious book. <laughs> and so you can, uh, you can get this book and give it to the doubters and the questioners and say, look, here's, here's a really interesting bit of history. Uh, it shows how the New Testament ties in with famous characters like Caesar Augustus and Herod the Great and Antony and Cleopatra and these other really fascinating um, characters. Uh, and the person will come away saying, well, actually, this is interesting because the New Testament is obviously historically sound. It's not a, just a collection of fairy tales. Um, maybe I ought to look again at, at, at the rest of this, uh, this, this interesting document they call now, the Bible. Some of our listeners might think, well, this is a, a cleverly put together commercial. But <laughs> the truth of the matter is, I think it is serendipitous, the timing of our conversation tonight and the timing of this new book launch, because we are, of course, now just a scant 25 days away from Christmas. If folks want to get more information about this new book, where is it available? Can that be obtained through your blog site? Yeah, sure. It's real easy. DwightLongenecker.com. I've been blogging on the topic and um, t- discussing the topic. So um, by all means, um, have them check in and and, uh, and and get some more information. All right. Again, you can find more information about the book. Is that available for purchase right now? In other words, can folks buy this as a Christmas gift? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, available available on my website, but also on Amazon in an ebook and audio book form uh, and from other um, good booksellers. It's, it's a mainstream um, 
title. And again, the title of the book is The Mystery of the Magi, The Quest to Identify the Three Wise Men. So maybe some great timely reading as we head into Christmas. The Mystery of the Magi, The Quest to Identify the Three Wise Men. Available at DwightLongenecker.com. That's Dwight Longenecker, just the way it sounds, Longenecker.com. And uh, we appreciate so much you taking some time out of your schedule tonight to be with us, illuminate a little bit the topic of what's going on back in Washington, D.C., and also talk about the real reason for the season. Thanks again for your time. Thank you very much. There is Father Dwight Longenecker, pastor of Our Lady of the Rosary Church back in Greenville, South Carolina. By the way, if you want to check out more concerning this ad for over which all of the fuss is about back in Washington, D.C., you can check them out at theperfectgift.org. I think it's a tastefully done ad and, uh, quite frankly, uh, has a strong evangelical flavor to it um, in, in not a let's bang you over the head sense, but in a, I think, very hope-filled, gracious manner. And if you go to the website, as I did, you'll find a lot of familiar faces that are on that website, too. So we'll uh, continue to follow this story, no doubt, as it makes its way through the course. But the lawsuit that the Washington, D.C. Transit Authority was hoping to avoid, they got anyway. 5.30 from KFAX. Let's look at traffic right now. And uh, to do so, we've got the latest with Michael Bennett in the KFAX Traffic Center. Michael. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right. Well, happy holidays to you. If no one said it to you yet, let me be the first one. And uh, one of the big dates here early on in the holiday calendar has probably less to do with your Christmas shopping list, though I'll get you my uh, size and all those details later on. (laughs) <laughs> when you when you make your way out to the stores. But in fact, one of the, the most critical dates for Medicare recipients is coming up not on the 25th of December, but far earlier, one week from now, the 7th of December. Why is that such an important deadline? And what do you need to be doing that can potentially save you a lot of money and a lot of heartache? Esther Koch joins us, founder of Encore Management, a Medicare and aging advisory services firm. She helps a lot of people not only make the right choices when it comes to their initial Medicare elections, but also the subsequent annual Medicare prescription drug elections and many other Medicare-related questions. And Esther, as always, a delight and a privilege to have you join us. Well, thank you very much, Craig. And with that introduction, I should probably say happy Medicare open enrollment. That's exactly right. <laughs> Although we're only going to wish them that for the next seven days, which means right. it's time for folks to uh, to get it in gear. Now, people listening say, "Well, okay, Medicare. Yeah, I got that. Signed up that for that a long time ago. Been getting the benefits. So, what do I need to do? What's happening here?" So, this is the generally the only time each year that a Medicare beneficiary can change either their Medicare prescription drug plan or the Medicare Advantage plan that they're in. And I and this will be for the coverage, which will be for the succeeding calendar year. So we're talking about coverage for 2018. And we should probably start by saying, who might this not cover? So we address those people. People that have retiree coverage that would be covered under Medicaid or Medi-Cal, um, possibly they have federal employee health benefits, VA benefits, or TRICARE, or have a low-income subsidy, which is sometimes referred to as extra help. 
these people really what they need to do is read the instructions that had been sent to them so they may have specific things to do and it may have different timelines so they're a group of people that really need to read what was sent to them and it is probably unlikely that if you are a person who just has Medicare Part A hospital coverage and you're still covered but by your employer plan, this probably doesn't apply to you. But we're still talking about a lot of people, probably about 25 million people that are in prescription drug plans and maybe another 19 million people who are in Medicare uh, uh, Medicare Advantage plans. Do these plans change from year to year? And I ask that question in anticipation of some listening that say, well, I'm on the same exact prescription drugs that my doctor gave me last year. I anticipate no changes next year, so I should be good to go, right? No. For that very reason, what people don't really understand is that these plans do change every year. And your drugs Um, or your preferences might change. But most importantly, these plans change. So even if your status quo, this could be an entire, the plan that you're in now could be entirely different for for the next year. Wow. So what worked for me financially in 2017 may be entirely the wrong fit in 2018. And not just financially, that may... particular apply to a prescription drug plan. But if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan, they could have changed the provider network for next year, and your providers aren't included. So it's it's a coverage aspect in addition to being a financial aspect. So potentially all of a sudden then, the favorite doctor that I've been to for years and years that's been part of the Medicare Advantage plan may suddenly no longer be in that plan, and I'm kind of out of luck. That's correct. Wow. So right. you gotta, you really have to do your homework, and this is not a one-and-done. This really becomes then an annual exercise to make sure that if you're in advan- the, uh, the Medicare Advantage plan, that it's still the right fit. And for everybody else, that Part D, it, it, that impacts everybody, does it not? Well, not everybody. As I said, not everybody has to be um, – they have to have creditable coverage, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be in a drug plan. All right, but for the large percentage of those that are retirees that are, making sure that they go and find out whether or not there have been any changes by the current plan that would fit their current prescription regimen becomes important. But then the question is, where do you go to figure all that out, Esther? Well, let's start first with the, prescri- the prescription drug plan. So as I, as I mentioned, there's probably about 25 million people that have these. These are standalone drug plans. And again, maybe a little background. The, when the prescription drug program was implemented, the government outsourced that program to health insurance intermediaries. So when you're in a drug plan, you're part of, it's, it's part of Medicare, but there's an, there's an intermediary that you're dealing with. So, so there's all these different possible plans that you can can be in. So it's very important to understand that distinction. Okay. Now, let's say I have a list 
Is there a way for me to easily determine whether or not there are going to be changes? Do I call my current provider? What's the best course of action? Here's the best thing to do. If you're in a prescription drug plan, there is a tool that's on the Medicare.gov website, and it's called the Plan Finder. And there's um, from the front page at Medicare.gov, there's a tab, Find Health and Drug Plans, and that will click you. You click that, and you get into this um, Plan Finder tool. And what's really amazing about this Plan Finder tool, you have to enter some information about yourself. You have to enter in your zip code. Um, You have to enter in your drugs. Uh, specifics about your drugs. You have the option to choose two preferred pharmacies that you would go to to get these drugs. And this plan finder tool will calculate the cost of your drugs plus the premiums, whatever the deductible might be, all these variables, uh, different plans, price the drugs differently. They classify them differently. They may have a deductible, they may not. Their their tiers are structured differently. And most importantly, they have different formularies for each of those plans. So although these, in, and in the state of California for 2018, there are 25 different plans. And the same drug is going to be is going to cost you a different amount probably on each of those 25 different plans but this tool takes all of that information and then what it spits out at the end is it lists those 25 different plans in California from least expensive overall total cost to most expensive So remember, this is the same set of drugs, but you can have an incredibly wide range of costs between those between those different plans. And Esther, let me ask you, the plan calculator, is that looking at big picture? In other words, some people might approach this and say, well, I know what to do. I just go and find the cheapest monthly premium and I'm done. But that and doesn't include the co-pays. And so does this really take into consideration the, the cheapest annual cost in total? It is total annual cost. So that's the cost of the drugs plus the premium. So what it's doing, it's giving you an apples-to-apples comparison of those 25 plans. And this is important. Just because you get a, there's a a plan that has a cheap premium doesn't mean you got a deal. And conversely, just because you choose a plan that has a higher premium doesn't mean that all your drugs are going to be covered. So it's it's the type of insurance that really nobody I've, who's heard of anything like this, but that is the way it's structured. But to have this tool that can give you the ability to compare apples to apples is an incredible tool. And, of course, uh, let's underscore something here. The insurance company is not going to send you a letter and say, hey, we're going to cost you an awful lot more next year, so maybe you better consider shopping around. It really is incumbent upon us to be proactive about this, isn't it? Absolutely. What, the, what your health insurance, uh, what that health insurance intermediary will send you is a, a booklet um, that explains the plan for next year, but really the best way to 
analyze these is to get to this plan finder. Yeah, I'm thinking a booklet printed on recycled newspaper <laughs> that has a, a, a typeface of about a point six that goes on for 200 pages. Most seniors are not going to pick that thing up and spend their day reading that to determine whether or not their current plan is right for them. It really sounds like this online tool is the best way to do it. Absolutely. And and the first cut on this online tool is where it takes it by this overall total estimated overall cost, which again, these are the same sets of drugs. So assuming that customer service and ease of getting these drugs is a pretty similar, why would you want to spend more on them? Um, but the tool goes even further and it identifies um, if there might be quantity limits on some of your drugs, it identifies the star. These, each of these drug plans have been given star rated, so it gives you star rating. Um, it tells you if there's a prior authorization, whether there's national coverage, whether all your drugs are on the formulary. So there's a lot of information in this. You, you have to scroll down, but there's a lot of information available to you. And it sounds like really this is the most comprehensive approach where you can make the software do its work and all the heavy lifting on your behalf and then really in the end of the day help you make an informed decision. Absolutely. If you've just joined us, Esther Koch is with us today, founder of Encore Management, a Medicare and aging advisory services firm. We're just beginning to scratch the surface. Big news flash here, December the 7th is the deadline. So if you thought, nothing to worry about, I know that my insurance is going to continue into 2018, I got nothing to do, you might find out that by the end of 2018, you've paid considerably more because you didn't take the time to visit the changes that are inherent to virtually every plan. And again, uh, we're talking today about open enrollment, as well as the ability to change carriers or plans with the current carrier for the Part D, the drug portion of that. If you'd like to get more information, by the way, you can reach out to Esther at Encore Management, abbreviate management, M-G-M-T, EncoreManagement.com, or you can call her at 707 937 9025 707-937-9025. All right, we're not done, so stick around. We're going to come back to more of our conversation, cover more of the topics related to what you need to know when you turn 65 and what you need to do before it turns December 8th as Lifeline continues. Michael Bennett at 545 with an update on the Thursday ride home. Michael? And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. We are talking Medicare open enrollment season that runs now through the 7th of December, just one week to go. And uh, this is not a one and done, as we are learning from Esther Koch, founder of Encore Management, a Medicare and aging services advisory services firm. And, um, and so what we're sharing tonight applies not only to those that are on the cusp of signing up for Medicare, but also those of you already in it that choices need to be made to at least take the due time to do the due diligence in your Part D drug plan to make sure that you, in fact, do have the best plan available because it changes from year to year. doesn't mean your prescriptions need to be changed, but the plan itself can change. There's the real key. By the way, information available on the web if you want more help 
Uh, you can go to Encore Management, just abbreviate Management MGMT, EncoreManagement.com, or call Esther directly at 707 937 2507-937-9025. Let's clear up some confusion here if we can tonight, Esther. First, we hear, and you referred to this earlier, the Medicare Advantage plan. People wonder, is that the same as a Medicare or a Medigap insurance plan? No, it's not. A Medicare Advantage plan is a managed care alternative to the way uh, Medicare has traditionally was traditionally structured, um, which is fee-for-service. Um, and actually now they call that original Medicare. So the two ways that you can get your, get your Medicare coverage is either under original Medicare, where you can go to any uh, Medicare provider in the United States, um, or in a managed care alternative. Most of those models are now uh, HMO models. And you will be restricted to a provider network, a local or regional provider network. And more importantly, it is a managed care. So you will most likely have to have a primary care physician, and you will have to get referrals to any types of specialists. And if you are out of your area, other than for emergency, those uh, any other medical billings would not be covered. And that in comparison to a Medicare supplement plan, which has actually is not part of the Medicare system, those are private insurance policies that only work with original Medicare. And what they cover to various extents, there's uh, some 11 different options, a Medicare supplement plan will pay what Medicare doesn't pay on a claim. So it's not where some people think of it as additional insurance. Yes, it's additional, but it doesn't provide you additional coverage beyond Medicare. There has to be a Medicare claim, and then to some extent that Medicare supplement plan will pay what Medicare doesn't pay on a claim. You know, there's layers of complexity to this that I wonder how many people really fully understand. And I ask that because, like Social Security, people think, well, I'm going to turn 62 or 65. The minute I hit eligibility, I'm just going to get down and sign up, and I'll get in and get out in five minutes, not realizing the plethora of choices, some of which are irreversible once you've made those choices. And it sounds to me like a lot of that is also indicative of some of the layers of complexity related to Medicare. You just don't go down and say, hey, sign me up and walk out of the office in five minutes, do you? Um, no, you don't. Actually, a lot of it, it's done online now to, to actually sign up. But probably the most important um, option is if you choose a Medicare Advantage plan, initially, you do have, when you first sign up for Medicare, you have a year to check it out and see if you like it. And if you don't like it, you can return to original Medicare and you will still have guaranteed acceptance into a Medicare supplement plan. So you can only get guaranteed acceptance when you're first eligible for Medicare. So unfortunately, after that year goes by, if subsequently, and actually a um, potential client just phoned me 
the other day he's in a managed he's in a medicare advantage plan diagnosed with cancer now he wants to get to original medicare so he can go to any medicare provider in the united states that specializes in his his type of cancer and he will it is very unlikely that he would make it through underwriting to get a medicare supplement plan now that he has cancer and that's the problem when people initially think of it oh i'm healthy i'm fine and when they want that flexibility which has a cost a little more of a premium cost to it they probably aren't going to be able to get it because they don't make the move until they have a triggering event some kind of disease so you really need to make the right choices at the beginning and you have to have that sense of forward thinking and because i was healthy as a mule for 30 50 60 years of my life doesn't always mean that it's going to continue that way life has a way of handing down surprises as i've even learned and so um, you really kind of have to take a step back from this don't you and look at the big long-term picture yes you do absolutely and the degree of, again, layers of complexity, this is kind of like unraveling the onion, right? Pulling back the layers and saying, well, you have to consider this and you have to consider that and this will change and so on and so forth. That's the reason why people like Esther exist, because the degree to which they will answer questions versus give you advice is really a world away, isn't it? If you just pick up the phone and call Medicare and say, hey, I've got some questions and now tell me what to do, they're not going to answer. They're not going to give you direct advice, are they? You have to be pretty specific with the with the questions that you ask. Um, I have found the Medicare people to be um, actually quite good, but you would have to be making a phone call, and there's usually a timeline to you know you're going to be on wait for for a while. So. It's not as easy to get that kind of information. And, and it's assuming that you know what questions to ask. Absolutely. And, and, and right. therein lies, I think, the real rubbing point here, that there is enough complexity behind all of this that if you don't know some of the little, what's the old adage, the devil's in the details, if you're not aware of the details, like the subtlety of, well, even if your prescription doesn't change every year, the benefits within your existing plan can and do, meaning what worked for you last year may be totally totally the wrong plan to be in next year, speaking specifically to the Part D drug coverage. And so knowing what questions to ask and most importantly, knowing where to go to get some of the right answers can make a big difference for not only the quality of your medical care ultimately, but also the kind of money that you shell out in the process. Esther, folks have questions. They're confused. I've suddenly, we've, we've break it, wakened the sleeping giants here that we've got a week to go. People say, my goodness, I, I got to set aside my Christmas shopping now and do all of this. Um, tell us again the best way to get a hold of you and share one more time, if you would, that Plan Finder location on the web. Uh, the Plan Finder location is www.medicare.gov forward slash Plan Finder. Oh, no, I'm sorry, forward slash find a plan. But you can also get to it just from that um, home page of the Medicare website. Okay, great. And you can also, through the Plan Finder, analyze some Medicare Advantage plans, but it's not going to be, you really have to do more work on your own. And one of the best places to start is in the back of the Medicare and You booklet 
that Medicare beneficiaries would have received, it lists the Medicare Advantage plans in your area, and it's, uh, there's a table that summarizes some of the things that you would want to know about the plan, like financially, out-of-pocket limits, the cost for specialists or chemo drugs, monthly premium. But then, as I say, with a Medicare Advantage plan, it's really the provider network, and you're probably going to have to call your provider to ask, are you still on XYZ plan? So it's a little more um, labor-intensive to review Medicare Advantage plans. A bit involved, and of course, at the end of the day, the due diligence really is entirely upon you. Now, if in the course of our conversation tonight, your eyes have completely crossed over, uh, that's going to make it A, difficult to drive, and B, frustrating trying to determine what's best for you. So if you're stuck, you want an expert's advice, I urge you to get more information. Again, uh, Esther Koch's website at Encore Management, management abbreviated MGMT, EncoreManagement.com, or by calling 707-937-9025. 707-937-9025. Open enrollment, as we say, one week to go. It will run through December the 7th. That is the end of the Medicare open enrollment period. So if you've got questions, time to get the answers right now. 707 707- Nine three seven ninety twenty five or on the web at EncoreManagement.com. And our thanks to Esther Koch, founder of Encore Management, for being with us tonight on this edition of Lifeline. All right, 601. Let's get caught up on traffic here, shall we? The latest with Michael Bennett in the KFAX Traffic Center. Michael. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.